Wounded Guitar, a podcast that focuses on interesting conversations with inspirational people around guitar. Assalamu alaikum all. Welcome to our podcast, Candid Qatar, where candid conversations with inspirational individuals happen. I'm Sheikha Kubaisi, and here are my co-hosts. I'm Samson. I'm Ju. And I'm Alex. And joining us, a special guest today, Mi'ad Al-Imadi, the Head of Education and Sports Engagement in the Supreme Committee. Hello, Ms. Mi'ad. We are so happy that you are here with us today. Firstly, can you briefly tell us who Ms. Mi'ad Al-Imadi is? Thank you, Sheikha, for the introduction and thanks for choosing me. My name is Mi'ad Al-Imadi. Okay, so uh, how was like your upbringing, and did it uh, like and your childhood? Did it affect that the path you chose academically? Uh, to tell you the truth, uh, uh, academically, not really in the in the start. Uh, it's not it's not a lack of anything. It's just during the eighties and nineties. It it was different than uh, than today. We didn't have that much of support, uh, like uh, uh, from different organizational level, you know, um, that that awareness and understanding of uh, the sectors and the business, and then uh, everything uh, else. The, those opportunities that the new generation had, I we had those opportunities, but in a, in a smaller scale. So for me, the decision was a bit more um, uh, on me and and what I wanted, uh, rather than. An, an actual understanding of, of um, the, the actual needs and demands and, and the sectors. So, yes, uh, um, um, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, without my, you know, I always, it was as a holistic, uh, holistic approach. If I didn't have uh, to, uh, if it didn't happen that I had my uh, the support from family, from friends, from uh, the country, uh, I wasn't able to do it, you know. But uh, was it the, the, the thing that I wanted at the beginning? No. But then, um, as they say, it was never too late. Um, I found I found my. I didn't. I don't think that it was late when I found uh, what I wanted. Uh, but uh, I say always, Alhamdulillah, that I found it, my, my, my path, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So you told us like, a, a brief like, uh, about your academia, but can we elaborate more about like, the FIFA Masters? Like, how was your experience when studying it, and how does it relate to your work today? Like, let me tell you the story from the beginning. I was always like, as I told you, I was the first uh, child, and then I was the first girl in the family. So I was always following my uncles wherever they go. So uh, they were always watching matches. I, I've been to all the stadium when I was young. I, I learned how to support a stud since I was uh, five. Uh, I was always like, it was, it was the thing when it was the World Cup because every day there was a gathering somewhere and then there was always, was a competition between 
the uncles who would win, who would support whom, and, and that was always the case in my family. And, and if, if I will elaborate more in, in what the, they, you know, they're working at, they're all in the sport industry. So I've never thought that me as a woman, I would have a chance to be working on, on, an, on that industry, especially, especially before it was, it was an industry just for, for men, we can say. You couldn't see uh, women working uh, on the sport in, uh, or in the sport business at all. So uh, at the beginning of my career, I was struggling to see where I sat. Uh, I, I worked in a real estate company, uh, a DR, for three months. I, it, wasn't, it wasn't me. I wasn't happy. Then I moved to the bank for six months. Uh, again, it, it wasn't something that I wanted to do. So, um, uh, so they interviewed me and be in a sport. And I wanted to give it a try just because I know that I have that passion uh, on the football world. Uh, BN is for, every, for all sports, but for me, at least I have that, like, and so when I worked in BN sport, uh, I, I, I was giving everything that I had. Like my time, my weekends, um, like it came to me that yes, this is what what I wanted, um, and I didn't spend more, you know, I didn't spend much in figuring out what it was. Just struggling for a few months before I uh, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. So MBN Sport, I was working for four years as a, an account. Uh, uh, manager for different uh, for different uh, clubs and for different um, right holders uh, and then uh, uh, it happened to be that I worked for the announcement of the FIFA World Cup and it happened to uh, uh, that I worked with the team that is now uh, leading the 2022 so I've been uh, headhunted as you they say uh, and they told me that they wanted me to join the team as soon as possible and that was in 2012 so during that period i felt that yes you gained that experience of the practical experience of being in the business but i felt that i lack the theoretical experience the actual knowledge of how that business is run the international event management i've met someone in in brazil during my um, uh, observation program uh, during the Brazil World Cup, and she advised me to to look for uh, the FIFA Master program. Uh, that's when I didn't want to say to everyone, but I uh, I submitted my application, but I, I I wasn't open just because they told me in 16 years no one from Qatar was selected, even though they had candidates, but no one from Qatar was eligible to be uh, uh, to be a FIFA Master. Uh, graduate and alumni. So I kept it for myself, not even for my family. But uh, Alhamdulillah, I did very well in the first round. Uh, I went to the second round. It was, the second round was, the first round was 3,000 people um, that admitted to the, to the program. My application went through to have 200 people 
I was within the 200 people. Then thanks God, uh, with the interview and all, uh, with the, with the knowledge uh, uh, that uh, people thought I, I could bring to the table, especially being a woman from the Middle East working in the one the, in the uh, in, in, a, in the biggest upcoming project Qatar 2022. So it was it was a, a both a mutual benefit as they say. So I was uh, selected to be the first Qatari uh, woman to be presenting Qatar in the FIFA Master um, 16th edition. So how does this like masters relate to like your practical work today? We were 32 candidates from 32 countries. It, like the first two weeks, it was really, really difficult because people were scared to approach me. They knew nothing about how to deal with women from the Middle East. They thought that I'm something strange for them to discover. But I thought it would be easier. Since, since uh, from inside, I knew that I'm an easy person and I can talk and I can explain. I can, I can represent in a, in a way that my country would be proud of. But I didn't expect that from the other side, there will be a resistance. Even from, uh, from my Arab uh, uh, colleagues who were there, or the Arab students, it was really difficult. It wasn't easy at all. And that, that stereotype that they put me in, in that box of, yes, they will not talk to men. They will not be able to shake hands. They will not be able to speak to you. Like all those stereotypes that we know about. So it, it wasn't easy at all. I, I felt that, that I had a mission to change first the perspective of uh, women in the Middle East. Second, the perspective of people in the Middle East. Third, the perspective of having the World Cup in the Middle East. Those are three missions. Why I felt that, that, that this is something I had to do? Because those people will eventually go to the, to the market, will eventually be speaking, working, holding positions in the sport uh, sector. And those people will be our ambassador once they have the right knowledge or right information about what we're doing, what, who we are, what is our culture, and how, what is our value, and do we look up to and what is what we want you know every time it's it's I, I was telling them it's every time you were enjoying those world cups and we were watching you guys on the tv it's about time that we enjoy the world cup and you watch us and on tvs it's about time it's everyone's right now in the world to enjoy this big event you had it for more than 70 years now let, uh, let us show you how can we do it in our way this time. Um, now you're working in the Supreme Committee. And uh, how's your journey there? Like, like are, uh, are you enjoying it? We would <laughs> like to, to hear more about that. Uh, look, Alex, it, was, uh, um, it wasn't an easy journey. Uh, recently, I'm heading up, I'm uh, 
I got promoted to be the fan activation uh, uh, senior manager. I will be responsible for the fan zones and fan fest around Doha during the tournament. Um, uh, answering your question, uh, Alex, um, yes, it wasn't an easy journey just because it was all those distractions that we, we had uh, since day one after we won the 2022 uh, bet. It was a long journey with you know when, when you you prepare your mindset and you prepare your team to focus on on uh, um, uh, delivering all the uh, milestones delivering all the infrastructures um, uh, uh, starting pe- uh, uh, getting people ready to have a mega event in their country building this awareness building your volunteer team building your uh, you know legacy people and all of that and those media distractions on the way every day corruption uh, workers welfare uh, people uh, uh, ignorance no football uh, uh, culture you know, i don't know and we were, we've been work, struggling with media through until date till date يعني, our fight, and then covid and then i don't know it was a as a journey full of struggles but a journey full of knowledge and experience for the team who are working behind this. I think not only for us as people working on the Supreme Committee, not only for people working um, or Qataris that are that were uh, b- before against having the World Cup and now uh, we had their buy-ins, not all, also the communities living in Doha because they are part of part of Qatar and it's a big part of Qatar. So I think I, those things brought us together and uh, um, made us really, really stronger on how we want this to look like. And I see that you've been a long um, journey to get where you are, you know, as the eldest daughter and as an inspiring woman. And um, at the end of the day, I think it's, you know, like the moments of decision that you make in life to um, get where you are. So my question is, like, what was the hardest decision that you ever had to make um, to, you know, to get to places? Like, to tell you the truth, it's it's something maybe personal a bit. Um, it's, um, I learned not to get attached to anything. Just if you got attached to a project, you will feel every comment and every criticize that is given to a project, even to make it better, it's for you personally. You know what I mean? So that was a difficult thing just because I treated everything like it's my own baby, you know? And detach from that feeling that uh, they're not criticizing you, your work, your team, your, uh, you know, uh, achievements. No, they're criticizing something and the project that you would work on it to make it better. And that was something that I had to learn while growing. And you have talked about uh, your success, the support you received from your family, from your colleagues. So I was just wondering, like, uh, during uh, your time at the Supreme Committee, like, I, I believe you set some goals. And I was wondering whether there is one specific goal maybe you set for yourself. And when you achieved it, you felt really proud of yourself. Is there a milestone that you have achieved while working at the Supreme Committee that really made you proud and happy uh, of the success? Um, 
like 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 I will tell you something with uh, about your question because with the Supreme Committee it's always we always have happy moments. Uh, you know what? Because we use we started things from scratch. For example, uh, opening stadiums. Oh my God! You know I I stay maybe and also see her smiling she will know what i'm uh, talking about i would stay working 16 17 hours fighting with colleagues fighting with suppliers fighting with oh my god uh, you know uh, to organize what you see then a successful event and then i think it's the what well, it was the happiest moment and then it comes another achievement big achievement and, and so i was lucky to start really early with the team i saw when they first put the first stone for al wakra stadium it was the first stadium to be built and ready and then i'm seeing all those developments eight stadiums 48 uh, uh, training sites um, all those uh, hotels being prepared, all those um, uh, like uh, rail stations, everything I've seen it, and every time I thought I will not be happier anymore. <laughs> it, it's it's the it's the limits, and then it is, and it's always it comes to me that moment when I sit there and I imagine myself and the opening and the and the final. And I can't imagine, like I'm, I'm telling my friend, just prepare an ambulance because I will have a heart attack. Just because I can't, I can't imagine like the feelings that everyone in the team will have um, after the final whistle. It, it, will be, it will be something everyone will be proud of, I'm sure. But for us being very close to the, to the, to the, uh, to the work and the, uh, on ground and the operations, I think that would be something everyone is waiting for. You know, it would be a different feeling. I I, I can't even you know, there there are, there is no word to explain the feeling. Even the idea itself, it it gives me goosebumps just because it's not. It was as I said, it wasn't an easy journey. Not not only in Qatar. Even around the world, it wasn't an, in front of the world. It wasn't an easy journey for for my country. So yeah, I'm waiting for that. Even uh, like when we worked on opening like El Wakra Stadium, although like I worked with one opening of like the stadiums. Like when we finished, I was like, oh my god, we did that. So I can't like imagine how you guys like the real team like uh, do it. So congrats for that. <laughs> Thank you, Sheikha. And even Sheikha, when you say that, even if you if you go to to YouTube and you see the winning uh, video, uh, it's uh, it always gives us people living in Doha the same feeling, like we heard in terms of uh, in second uh, of December. Uh, it, it's always the same feeling, and I I hope that this feeling will go to to uh, beyond that to to reach out to everyone. Who chose Qatar to be uh, the, as a destination to come and enjoy the World Cup? So, inshallah, it will be a promise that we will uh, deliver. Inshallah. Uh, so, what is like the one rule that Ms. Himad always follow in her life? Uh, 
uh, I always say to everyone, uh, live uh, with a purpose and be grateful. Uh, you know, it's uh, uh, sometimes, yeah, no, I, I sometimes, you know, um, I miss uh, family gatherings, friends gatherings, and um, you know, it's it's uh, it's hard just because, yeah, and sometimes you feel that you're forgotten uh, during the uh, when they're you know a lot of memories that that we create that i'm missing but then uh, when i see uh, the purpose in front of me and how that make me happy and uh, the passion that i have for for this uh, it keeps me always uh, alhamdulillah you know uh, and that's uh, when you know where you're going and, and you know your goal and you achieve the, the baby steps towards that goal, you will always be grateful of, of, of what you have, the opportunities, the people around you supporting you. Even though I'm, I'm missing those, those days a lot, and I, I know that I will be missing this for, for uh, the next two years too, but, uh, but I know that they will be proud. Uh, they are already proud. And uh, they are really grateful of uh, of what I'm bringing uh, to the country and uh, to the family. So, uh, so always be live with a purpose. That's what will keep you going in life. Mashallah, like your journey is so inspiring, like from sports, entrepreneurship, and even like your personal life. So we we are so so happy that you have been like a guest with us uh, in this podcast. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. I know that 2020 was hard on all of us. 2021, inshallah, will be, uh, you know, uh, full of achievement, full of joy uh, for you and your families and surroundings, inshallah. Thank you so much. It was an enjoyable talk. And uh, to have like an insider look also into your journey. And also thank you to our listeners who joined us today for this episode.